FM, KXRY Portland at 91.1 FM, K296FT West Haven serving Portland at 107.1 FM, and K219KU Nehalem serving Nehalem, Manzanita, and Rockaway Beach at 91.7 FM, streaming live and archived at xray.fm. Radio is yours. And now, it's time for Blazer's Edge. Blake to inbound. The Blazers have a 20-second timeout. Nate McMillan deciding whether to use it. Blake now throws to Roy. Brandon, a three-pointer out front. Hit it! Yes, he did! Oh, yeah! Batum throws to Lillard. A three for the game. Hey, hey, welcome in to another edition of Blazers Edge Radio right here on X-Ray FM. I am your host, Ryan Buchanan, joined by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Sam Arnold. We've got the one and only Stephen Glickman working hard behind the scenes, running the boards. Sam, it is Halloween. Happy Halloween. You've got a very festive orange shirt on, so I appreciate that. Um, It is also the celebration of the first regular season Blazers victory of the year. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Now, the caveat is, as I was thinking about this on the drive over, the Blazers are still 0 for the United States this season. Ooh, good point. Because their one preseason win was against the New Zealand Breakers, and their one <laughs> NBA win is against the Toronto Raptors. Ooh. So if they just played an international schedule, perhaps they could be a, a pretty good team. But so far against the teams in the uh, U.S., they've struggled. And the bad news for them is... They've only got one more game against a non-U.S. team this yep. year, so this right, is clearly something yeah. we should be reading into a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now they're they're forecasted to finish two and eighty, <laughs> so that's not great. Not so much. You're <laughs> gonna have so to much. pick up a few other wins in there. But um, that being said, they looked pretty good last night. You know, it's a rough first few games of the year. But uh, you and I were talking right before we went on air. Really tough schedule out of the gate, especially for a very young team. You know, you're going against win-now teams like the Clippers and the the Sixers. The Magic are young, but they've got a couple years on you, right? The Raptors are young, but they've got a couple years on you. You haven't really played like now. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a a good test in, in Detroit. That's more kind of on your level. Mm-hmm. That's coming up tomorrow night, and then you've got Memphis for a couple who should be good, but they're 0 4. So who knows what's going on there? Really, honestly, doesn't get a whole lot easier after that. They've got a pretty pretty tough stretch of November, and, and let's be honest, it's gonna be a. I, I think we can agree at this point that it's it's gonna be a little bit of a rough year, wins and losses wise. Yeah, I I think. Especially with, the, you know, Ant going down and, you the know. The big story, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, this team wasn't projected to be great as it is, and losing probably your best scorer, I, I don't know who else would compete for that, maybe Shaden by the end of the year, but. Um, it's been Shaden right now, but offense yeah. has been a struggle. Yeah, and, you know, the fact that 
you have guys who are being forced to step up who really aren't consistent scorers. Like it's it's going to be tough to win any game now. Where I yes. feel like coming into the year you thought, oh, we might beat some some teams yeah. in kind of a sneaky way. Now it just there's feels no like, gimme. Detroit's not a gimme. No, no you know? nothing. Utah's is. Utah's not a yeah. You don't have a gimme, <laughs> right? So you are the gimme for other teams. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it time to tank already? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I don't think they need to tank because I don't no, think I'd, they're good enough to. Yeah. It'll come yeah. naturally. It'll come naturally, exactly, which is the best kind of tanking. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought you saw some signs of life last night, and that mm-hmm. was really good yep. um, against the Raptors. You held the you held the Raptors to 91 points, which is good. You've got a lot of defensive talent on this team. It's funny, the struggle, for the most part, has been offense. Uh, now, I know you gave up 123 to the Clippers. You gave up 126 to the Sixers, but you hold the, the Raptors to 91. You hold the Magic to 102, so that's pretty good. The big struggle has been offense so far, and yeah, losing Anthony Simons after that first game of the year with the, with the thumb when, you know, the preseason, that opening game was like, okay, this is, this is actually his team yep. for this year, right? We were wondering, you know, I mean, because Scoot's not really, Scoot can score, but he's not a score-first point he's more of a true point guard now he can certainly score it has been a struggle in the regular season Mm -hmm. thus far but he's not a guy I don't think he's going to go out there and get 30 points a game yeah whereas it looked like and I don't think Shaden's there yet so it looked like and Jeremy Grant I don't think is ever going to be there (laughs) so it it was looking like okay it's the ant show Mm -hmm. for this year right he's starting with uh, uh, with Scoot Henderson in the backcourt um to Chauncey Billups credit in that opening night it was Matisse Thibel at the three and Shaden Sharp off the bench, which I know you appreciated because yep. that's what we were hoping for, yep. right? Now that all went out the, window, out the window as soon as, <laughs> as soon as uh, it got hurt, and you really don't have any choice. Um, but credit to Malcolm Brogdon for stepping up and really filling filling in a void off the bench. He has been terrific um, so far in the first four games of the regular season for the Blazers. But I want to talk first before we get too far into that about leading up into opening night and the final roster moves because we were not on the air last week. We did not get a chance to to talk about it. There was a bit of a controversial move. Um, now, I can, I'll also say the Blazers are opting to go with only 14 guys on their roster again, which does not make any sense, especially this year because you're not up against the luxury tax. Like, it does not... I don't, I don't know why they keep... I understand why they didn't years past. It was to save money and avoid the tax, don't know why you do it this year, but that's neither here nor there. The final roster spot, or the final one that they are willing to use, apparently, went to Moses Brown over Duop Reed. Yeah. And fans were not happy about that because if you watched any of the Summer League preseason, Duop Reed was a hundred times better than Moses Brown. Yeah. Right? Yep. Now, they were able to get Reed on a two way contract, which I was, a, to be honest, I was a bit surprised that they were able to get him on that two-way contract. Because with how good he looked in the summer league going into the preseason, I figured if you're not going to give him a guarantee, there's going to be somebody that will. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but, I mean, so I guess that's nice to get him on a two-way contract. However, to me, it would make much more sense to have Moses Brown on a two-way contract. You'd want him to spend more time with the G League team and, and do ops a guy who you know can step in and, and be a competent NBA player whenever you need him, right? Yeah. So that was a bit puzzling to me. I think that what I was kind of garnering from that is Moses Brown has more 
NBA experience, which is weird to say because he's not a good player and he's very <laughs> right. young. But yeah. he has jumped around to a lot of NBA teams, and he's, yeah. he's he's shown flashes. He's shown flashes, yeah. and he's he's gotten run on NBA floor. So what I think this comes down to is market value. I mm. think the word somebody's going to scoop up Moses. Exactly, okay. exactly. I don't okay. really think Duop Reith has that value yeah. in the NBA. Although um, we mentioned, I like if I was Phoenix, I would be jumping. Oh yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoenix. I mean they. They could really use some some backup bigs, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's still with the team. Yeah, he definitely. Um, I, I thought, yeah, when they when they released him, I was like, man, he got a rod. I don't know yeah. what more he could have done. Exactly. But exactly. so I'm glad to at least see him on a two way contract. Now, if we've learned anything about these two way contracts, though, there's almost no commitment for the team because you can cut bait at any given time. Right. Uh, that because um, in corresponding moves, uh, the the legendary tandem of John Butler and Ibu Baji were both <laughs> released from their two-way contract. So there's yeah. really no kind of guarantee on the on the team's end to the player. You can cut bait at literally any time on a two-way contract. Right. That's going to be stressful for a player. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? That yeah. there's no guarantee. I mean, you I, you have to pay them still, but, like, that roster spot is nowhere near guaranteed. It's like when you when you get a new job and they say, we can fire you for any reason <laughs> within the first 30 days, right. but you're just living that for an entire year. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for an entire season. Yeah, yeah. You're I, constantly I feel bad looking that, over but your shoulder. Yeah. But um, the other two-way contracts, uh, Skylar Mays, who has been playing some, yeah. uh, who we really liked at the yep. end of last year, right? And he deserves to be on this team, no question Especially about it. Especially with the injury. And he's going to get some minutes now. Yep. Um, yep. And so, and then the other guy, uh, a hustle guy, Justin Manaya, mm-hmm. um, who we've seen a little bit. You know, he got a cup of coffee at the end of last year. Real potential, real scrappy guy, a guy you like to have on your team, right? He's not going to play a lot, but he's a good guy. Kind of see if he can develop him a little bit more. He's a veteran college guy, so he's you know he's experienced and he's a he's a hard nosed defender. He's a scrappy guy, so I like what he brings to the table. He's probably probably going to spend a lot of time with the Rep City Remix this year. Um, so look for that. Now, what do you make of the final roster construction? Your good friend Kevin Knox did not make the final team. Yeah. He will be playing on Rip City Remix along with a host of others. By the way, those game the home games are going to be on Fox Twelve Plus. Oh, um, that was announced that? yesterday. My my other network. Yeah. Um. So I was wondering. You know, I was wondering. I don't have the inside info, despite the fact that I worked there. I didn't have the inside info, but I wondered when they had that one last preseason game. I was like, there's got to be some talks here. There, there's something in the works, yeah. right? And I knew they weren't going to get any regular season games because Root's got a stranglehold on that, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But a uh, nice little pickup there to give, uh, you know, throw the fans a bone yeah. since the root deal is such a steaming pile of garbage yeah. that um, if you want to watch it legitimately, that is. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> which yeah, real kind of forcing your hand there. Yeah, really. But um, nice to see that um, there are some options um, on a more accessible network yeah. um, and one that's personal to me. So that was that was nice to see. So you'll be able to see Kevin Knox plenty. Um, if you do so choose on Fox 12 Plus I'm this year. I'm excited to go check game. out the games in check person. Check out the too. games in person down at the old Child Center, University of Portland. Yeah, so that'll right be... Right around the corner. Right around the corner. That's right. Right. Yeah, very close to yeah. us, right up here in, in North Portland at the X-Ray Studios. Um, so your final thoughts on the... Now that I went on that giant tangent, your final <laughs> thoughts on the on the final roster construction. Yeah, like, I, I, I like it. Um, I'm... Very optimistic, and I know you are too, as uh, most of probably Portland fans are, that we get some deals done 
by the trade deadline because yeah. um, there's some guys that don't make sense on this team. And that would have a lot of trade value. Um, we've been talking about Brogdon already. He's a guy that's looked really good for this team. And that's um, really good for if you're Portland because that trade value is going to be huge. Exactly. And you know teams, especially I'm looking at the West with how mm-hmm. much of a logjam we're going to see. And if you've got a guy like that, there's going to be teams that will overpay for yeah. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Right? And it's a kind of a win-win. It Really, I was thinking about it. It's a win-win for the Blazers and for Malcolm Brogdon because he gets a chance. Now, he's not just a, just a mentor, right? He's obviously mentoring Scoot Henderson. He's got a big role on his team, especially yep. with Ant out. Exactly. Even with Ant in, he was still the backup point guard off the bench. He's going to play even more minutes now, and he's really your – he is your leading scorer, your – your top option in terms of scoring off the bench. So he's got a real case to showcase that, you know, he's still a really good player, right? Build up his value, help train the young guy, and then you trade him, you, uh, you know, handshake deal, you trade him to a contender at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, I I would prefer to have Brogdon on this team up until the deadline. Yeah, because um, he definitely he serves multiple purposes. He keeps you, you know. I, th- <laughs> it's funny you look at how they're struggling to score. Imagine taking Malcolm Brogdon out of it. This team oh would be gosh. scoring like seventy points a game. Yeah. <laughs> so you definitely need him until you can work these other guys up, right? Especially Scoot's had some early struggles that we'll talk about. You definitely want him around for now, but you're hoping by the time the deadline comes around, you're ready to, you know. Uh, take the training wheels off, if you will, and and let him move on to greener pastures and and able to to get some nice assets in return for. Yep, yep. Right? It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. So I I love that. I'm hoping we move on from Jeremy too, because he doesn't. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's going to be a lot tougher. Yeah. I think somebody will take him. Uh, I don't know this that we're going to get. I think he's somebody in the first, could. Isn't he in a? He's a five-year contract, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yep. He's in the first year. And he's making a lot of money. A lot of money. And quite frankly, he doesn't look very good. No. But I I could see a team with either an expiring contract, uh, just some sal- – I don't think we're going to get a lot in return for him. No, it's going to be more about getting rid of – Get, get yeah. that contract off the books, which, you know, just it, – it sucks because – we when when he signed that deal, it, we were still thinking Damian Lillard was going to be on the team. So yeah. you, you have him get that deal, and you're thinking, okay, we're going to run it back. We maybe make some trades, and now we're just stuck with it. But even then, it was kind of a dumb deal. Oh, because it was way too much. You money. knew that the Dame Grant pairing was not going to take you to the promised exactly. land. Exactly. So yeah. it was all around a flawed deal. And Either way you look at it, it was a flawed deal. And you're paying him as a second option, and he's not that. He's not good enough to be a second option on a on a championship level team. Third option, definitely, but. You know, yeah. if if you bring back Dame on basically this roster, this is not a championship team at all. Not no. even close. Well, and you've got to remember, if you bring back Dame, you've got to take out DeAndre Ayton, Robert yep. Williams, yep. Malcolm Exa- Brock. Exactly, right. And bring Nurk back. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you're seeing why Joe Cronin wanted to move on from Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Because he was, you know, whether he was unable to get a deal done or he didn't want to get a deal done or whatever, we're not going to dive too far into that, but... Yeah, pretty clear you needed to make a much bigger deal than Jeremy Grant, and you're seeing exactly why. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that's kind of been another one of my big thoughts early on in this year is that Bra- Brogdon looks really good. You've got the, you, kind of your two real veterans on this team, Brogdon and Grant. Brogdon looks really good, and he looks like he's really serving a role. I don't know what Jeremy Grant's role on this team is. Yeah, it doesn't seem got like a, he knows. You've got, yeah, I don't think he knows. I don't know that Chauncey Billups knows. Yeah. And, again, he is playing out of position still mm-hmm. at the at the four. Um, 
I would love to see them try him out at the three. I mean, why not? Right at this point, you're not going to be any good. See it, you know. See what. See how he looks as the three with kind of the young backcourt of Scoot and Shaden Sharp. And I mean, pick somebody if you want to start Kamara. You want to start yeah. uh, Robert Williams. You want to start um, Debari. I don't yep. care. Pick somebody to start at the four. Because again, this year, year is all about it, it. It should be abundantly clear. Four games in this year is going to be all about development, mm-hmm. right? You, if you get hot, if things click towards the end of the year, maybe you find yourself in the play-in spot. You're clearly not going to make any kind of a run in the playoffs anyway. So this year is all about development. I want to see them try some things out, not just say Jeremy's our four, even if it doesn't work. You know, this is the year where you can say, well, let's move him down to the threes. Throw somebody in there at the four, see if it's working out a little bit better right because that's more of his natural position uh but either way i mean just the timeline does not make sense right he's 29 so by the time you get a couple years into the scoot and shaden era he's going to be in his 30s now and i just don't i i feel like it's just and we could see this coming right with the with the contract as soon as damian requested the trade it was like oh my god what are you going to do with jeremy now right so yeah i think if you can find a team that will trade for him it's a no-brainer, yeah. but you're going to have to understand you're not going to get much of anything in return because it's more of a team willing to take on his contract at that point. Exactly. And, you know, to, to make the deal work financially, the Blazers would still have to take on big contracts, which means... But we're you not... could get shorter-term big contracts, exactly. which is what you need because right now you don't care about a big contract this year, next year, mm-hmm. but it's those years after yeah. that you don't want to have that dead money essentially the the fact that jeremy's on contract for five years that's what's going to kill you and i remember going back when they when we had our first show is you're not going to really think about it in the first couple of years but once you get year four year five you're gonna be like oh my god Mm -hmm. you know wouldn't we love to have that money for somebody else yeah because i mean that was like you remember that that big new tv deal where you know when we pay, overpaid Evan Turner and mm-hmm. all that. All it was the same thing. Like you're thinking, like, why did we pay these guys so yep. much money? Yeah, they're was, still was, on the team. The, it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah. at least those guys made a little more sense with the timeline. Like Jeremy doesn't even make sense with the timeline, but no, because you had to do something pretty drastic to get a lot better, and that was clearly not it. That right. was running it back. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. With so. the other guys, it's like, okay, we've got a nice little team here. Let's build it up. Yeah. So. But if you can take on some short-term salary and yeah. maybe maybe get a draft pick or something, I'm I'm probably taking that deal because it just uh, Jeremy yeah. doesn't make sense. No, and, and I love Jeremy Grant, I really do. And I again, was, yeah, you don't you're not worried about cap or anything yeah. the next couple of years. Like, well, we're not. Jody is, but well, <laughs> I'm not. I've never been worried about cap. But I mean, you're not going to. Well, you're not. You're not. You're not. You know, in in uh, close to the luxury tax right now. Yeah. You know, he's your biggest contract by far, yeah. right? Or I think, actually, DeAndre Ayton might be your biggest contract. But he, on the other hand, makes sense. DeAndre Ayton is the biggest contract on this team. But he looks really good, Sam. Yeah, he and he look looked good. really good last night. And it's refreshing going from the Yusuf Nurkic era to have a guy who, so far, is really kind of bringing it and is able to shoulder that load and is not getting into foul trouble. Yeah. And that's been key. On top of that, you've got a really good backup in Robert Williams. So if, if, this is the best I've felt about the Blazer center position in a long time. Yeah, I'll say that that first Clippers game, 
the the kind of rapid response nervousness of DeAndre Ayton hit me pretty hard because he did get in foul trouble really early in You're that right. game. He did have five in that um, game. And he was out for most of the game, didn't play a lot of minutes, I think only had four points in that game. Uh, but ever since then, yeah, he's looked great. And especially last night, I, I was really happy with his effort, uh, career high rebounding. Um, 23 rebounds. Yeah, I mean, this is... This, Seven offensive rebounds. If, if we can figure out how to get him more involved in the offense, and I still haven't seen nearly enough of a Scoot DeAndre Ayton pick and roll. I don't know why we're not seeing that as much because I feel like that would be a really nice combination, but we're, we're seeing just a lot of like off-ball, almost like Warriors-style offense with this team, which doesn't work because we don't have good shooters. Yeah. Um, we need to be getting the basket inside and getting high-percentage shots, and there's there's too many you know bad three-point attempts, uh, forced layups. Like This pick-and-roll is, is what the Blazers' offense has been kind of predicated on for – I mean the Damian Lillard era. Uh, Damian Damian Nurk, they had yeah. a, a great pick and, and roll. And Damian Lillard, one of the best ever at the pick and roll, um, just fantastic at it. And it works really well with how this roster is built, I think. And it's a very different roster than most of them have been in the Damian Lillard era. But you have two unbelievably athletic guys in DeAndre Ayton and Scoot Henderson. I would love to see that two-man game work a little more because yeah. I feel like we're not seeing it a lot. Well, we're only four games in. True. So there is that. Yeah, but I, I'm still just not seeing enough offensively from Aiden. I, I like what I'm seeing, but... You saw more last night where he did hit a season-high five field goals, so that helps. But, yeah, yeah he has but not been... still five. five. <laughs> you know, well, I, no, actually, I forgot. He had seven against the Magic. He had... Uh, 14 points in that, 14 and 15 boards in that game. So you yeah. have you kind of seen it off and on. It hasn't been but very I would, consistent. I would love to see DeAndre Ayton be hitting, honestly, close to like 18 to 20 field goal attempts. I would be loving to see that. And he's pretty lethal in that mid-range. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You have a, a phenomenal player here. DeAndre Ayton could be the best player on this team by the end of the year. If you employ him the correct way, I think he has the potential to be that. Because um, clearly, we're seeing on the glass he's having a career year already. Well, he's gonna um, because who's gonna fight him? Yeah, for <laughs> Jeremy Grant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you knew he was gonna get fifteen a game. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would love to see him more involved offensively. Because um, yeah, I'd, I, I just. You got a, a really good player in DeAndre Aiden. And it's I, still time. We're only four games. I know, in. I know. I'm, I, like I said, it's it's the rapid response overreaction right now. But I just want to see more. You should have faith that Chauncey's going to figure this. I don't thing have out, faith Sam. in anything Chauncey Billups does. <laughs> Did you hear? Just a little side note yeah, here, yeah, yeah. just because I need a vent about this. Yeah. Did you hear when Chauncey was asked about Scoot Henderson's NBA debut? He was he was asked, "What did you say to Scoot Henderson before the game?" You know what he said. I, I, I heard he said something I honestly didn't want to look it up, but he what said, did he say? He said, I didn't tell him anything. I just, you know, he's going to remember this night for the rest of his yeah. life. I'm like, what kind of coaching is that? Yeah. that <laughs> You're make, a point guard. <laughs> like, tell would, tell the guy how to be a point guard. Would that not be exactly what he would expected him to say? 100% <laughs> what I expected him to say. And, and it is, just isn't this kind this, of the problem? Yeah, he just drives me crazy, man. <laughs> and it's still like... I know you and I have been on the same page, and mm. so many people have been on the yep. same page with Chauncey for a long time. But thinking that we could have had Becky Hammond, or literally anybody, Becky would, Hammond just won another WNBA yeah. title. Yeah, like come on, like yeah. ugh, we're, we have, we're stuck with Chauncey, well, and he, 
Neil O'Shea wanted him, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Neil Good O'Shea's not Neil. here anymore. Good but, old Neil. But Chauncey's still, oh like gosh. Jeremy Grant, he's still got a few years on that contract. Yep. So uh, you're going to keep him around. I don't think you're going to trade Chauncey. I think you're going to have an easier time trading Jeremy Grant than you are Chauncey Bill. Oh, yeah. So think about that. Yeah. yeah. Chauncey is here to stay. He's here to stay. So buckle up. Get used to it. Um, I think he's got a. I think he's got two years after this because I think he's on a five-year deal too, and I think Yikes. this is year three. I think I don't know. It seems like it's been longer. Man, <laughs> what is with the Blazers and giving these misguided five-year deals? Uh, why, why that's why what that's what we do that? here, Sam. That's what we do here. You know, you gotta. It's a. We've been told that this is a tough place to bring in talent, so you gotta overpay you gotta and lock them down. Give more years, lock them down. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they're not any good. You gotta lock them down. If there's anything we've learned the last yep. few years. It is that. Uh, what do you make of – you touched on it a little bit in, yeah. in regards to, you know, you're not, you'd like, love to see more with the combo of Aiton and Scoot Henderson. A lot has been made of Scoot Henderson's early struggles, mm-hmm. a lot of turnovers, mm-hmm. really struggling to shoot the ball, which should not be a surprise yep. because that was the knock on him coming in. Um, now, we did have a, 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 a nice game. It's still not great, you know, 4 of 12 from the field, 0 of 6 from 3, but he had 7 assists, 11 points. Uh, cut down the turnovers a bit. Had a couple steals. This is last night against the Toronto Raptors. How much do you make of Scoot's early struggles? Because I feel like Blazer fans are already in panic mode. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. Um, just because the athleticism that we saw in preseason um, has has kind of disappeared a little bit. But the big caveat here is we're playing really good defensive teams yep. so far. And I think that's the important thing to remember is, is Scoot Henderson going to easily finish on Joel Embiid? No. Is he going to easily finish on the Clippers defense? No. I mean, yeah, he's going up against this, Westbrook. He's going up against um, Markel Fultz. Yeah. He's a really good defender. Yeah. I mean, he's going up against and these, tough guys. The, the paint defenders on these teams too are all very good. Right. The guys who are waiting for him down there. So that's more his game right now is getting to yeah, the rim. Yeah, yeah. So when when you see him get downhill and in transition, he looks really, really good still. He's hard to stop because of how quick he is. But the problem I'm seeing with Scoot now is, is ability to finish through contact, which is something he'll learn. That's yeah. just something he needs to pick up at this next level. Um, so I'm not, I'm not terribly worried. Um, some of the shots he's taken are, are pretty low basketball IQ shots um, I want to see that improve a little more because Scoot Henderson doesn't need to be the offense for this team because the more shots he's taken frankly it's it's leaving more points on the floor um, because other guys would be probably making shots better than he is because yeah. he's been really inefficient lately but yeah I'm not I'm not too worried I think we all knew these growing pains would come to start out the year um, yeah the the turnovers are are more concerning to me though uh, just because some of the passes he's making are, are kind of lazy passes. He's mm. making some bad passes in traffic. It's just like it's it's really easy to forecast what he's trying to do. And, again, I think this is all stuff he'll pick up on. This is a really young player still, and yeah. I think that's Going important 19. to remember. Yeah. yeah, so give him some grace. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to see better things coming. And, and you guys still got to remember, while he didn't play in college, he played in the G League. It's professional. Yeah. This is a whole nother ball yeah, game, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Without so to just to say, yeah, he's been a pro for a couple of years, but this is a whole different level of pro mm-hmm. that he's got to adjust to. Um, I'm going to go on the record saying that I'm not remotely worried. Yeah. After four games in, I don't really care. you know. <laughs> and I saw some improvements last night. I think you're going to see it throughout the year. I'm not remotely concerned with him. 
by the way, we want to hear your thoughts. X-ray text line is open, 971-220-5979. That is 971-220-5979 on the X-ray text line. Uh, anything that you want to talk about with the first couple of, uh, of games in this new season, uh, what you've seen, who's impressed you, who hasn't impressed you, uh, we are going to talk about uh, the new City Edition uniforms coming up. If you want to nominate your best or worst for that, we are going to talk about those um, brand spanking new bright courts that uh, the NBA announced yesterday for their big, big NBA in-season tournament, which is about to kick off, that they are still very excited about, despite the fact that I don't think any fan is. Yeah. Uh, but we're being told it's a very big deal. We're being, right? told, a <laughs> we're being told a lot. It is a very – I've been told that this is a very big deal and this will change the regular season. So the Blazers' first in-season tournament game is Friday night, so you do not want to miss that. Let me just put that out there. That is going to be against the Memphis Grizzlies, and that is going to be must-see TV because right now, Sam, now it counts. It's all on the line, right, for the – the big NBA season tournament, a chance to win a little trophy yep. in Las Vegas and play an extra game yep. um, in like December. So there you go. One more thing I want to talk about in regards to the first couple games is Shaden Sharp, Sam, um, because he's obviously now taking a much bigger role with Anthony Simons. Hurt came off the bench in the first game, and he is really he's be, he's been your go-to scorer, right? He's been the guy you yep. might have thought you know that would be more Jeremy Grant. No, it's Shaden Sharp. And he's looking really, really solid. Both ends of the court, too, mm-hmm. might I add. Um, I'm really la- – and I think that this – I hate to s- – I don't want to say I'm <laughs> – I don't even want to remotely say that I'm glad Anthony Simons is hurt because I'm not. But I think this is a really good opportunity for Shaden and Scoot to develop some chemistry together. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Because um, I, I think a lot of us were hoping that Ant would be the one coming off the bench. Um, just because of this reason, because we want to see what this backcourt can do together. Because so, this is your backcourt of the future. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm bummed that Ant's missing this much yeah. time. Um, but well, because, he, yeah, he was primed. He was primed for the big—he was going to be the guy, clearly. He, he, was, he looked good in that first game, And he game, did. Though. He did, yeah. And, he and he, you know, he's not going to miss the whole year. He should—I'm guessing he's going to be back around Christmas or so. Probably. They're obviously not going to rush him back, maybe yeah. sometime at the new He's going to come back, but this will give you a chance to get those two— a little more experience, a, a lot more experience on the floor at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and I I hope the chemistry improves um, not only with the backcourt but team wide. Uh, to me, watching these games, it kind of feels like there's two different teams playing on offense at the same time with the Blazers. Like it's you feel like you have this old guard playing one way and then the young mm-hmm. guys playing a different way at the same time. Uh, so there's there's like a disconnect with the team, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the the offensive struggles too. Um, but yeah, I, I am excited to see Scoot and Shaden develop some chemistry. I'm excited to see what they can do together because, yeah, this what what so many people were excited about coming into this year with this young team was Scoot, Shaden, DeAndre Ayton, the athleticism that this team has. So I'm excited to see what it t- turns into. Yeah. And what have you seen from Shaden specifically that you really like in the early going? Yeah, I mean, the, the offense is is pretty good um i don't want to say it's great he's scoring well but it's uh not super efficient yet Um, but he looks confident he looks confident which is what you want to see um like you mentioned uh defensively has been the biggest thing for me Mm -hmm. i mean even the games like last night he he wasn't great on offense uh but he made up for it on defense he had 
uh, what two blocks and a steal? Like that's that's great two for Shaden. Steal, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not numbers you expect for him. So uh, he's using that athleticism to to play on both ends of the court. And if he can develop into even a a remotely two way player, yep. that's going to be great for the Blazers in the future because yeah. he's got the offense already. So if he's now taking a step forward on defense, whew, yeah, yeah. Shaden's going to be a special talent. Yeah, and you can see it. He's he's clearly got the tools defensively. I think he is going to be one of those guys that you think of as a two-way guy. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the first four games of the season? Um, we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kamara. Uh, Dumani, he's, yeah, he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that got so much hype in the preseason, and both you and I were kind of like, hey, guys, don't mm-hmm. don't overreact. But he looks really good. Um, I'm I'm glad with the minutes I'm seeing him get. Uh, I honestly would like to see a little bit more of Murray. Uh, uh, or any of Murray. Yeah, or any, yeah, yeah. Maybe let him yeah. on the court. Uh, and that's where it comes back to me with Jeremy Grant, yeah. is that you could be yes. giving Murray a shot here. Yep. Yeah, right. he's taken up a roster spot for for young developing guys. Yeah, um, yeah. so I I do want to see more of him. Um, I'm assuming from what I saw of him in preseason, he looked pretty bad and pretty lost out there. So I'm I'm assuming it's a lot of just yeah. really getting him acclimated to the game plan and getting. Him you would certainly hope that as the year progresses, he gets yeah. Time. If we're having the same conversation even at the end of December, I I think that this is a what what are you doing Chauncey <laughs> yeah, exactly but yeah, yeah I mean right now it's fine I just want to see more of him because yeah. I don't really know what we have in him yeah I think you've got I mean based off what we saw at Iowa seems like you've got a really good player it does it, I to you another two-way guy yep right yep. so yeah I'm 100% with you that's the one guy that I would like to see a little bit more that we have not seen yet um because it just makes sense to give it give him a chance to get his feet wet Right, yeah. you're not a good team, so it's there's no use holding him back. Right, right. <laughs> that's the that's my whole point. Uh, but yeah, overall, you know, Sam, you're one and three. You don't look great as a team, but you, you start to see you're starting to see some flashes of of what this team could be, and that's got to make you a little bit excited. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. We are going to take a quick break, and coming up on the other side, we're going to talk about the rest of the week. There was, by the way, a little trade that went down last night that we'll get to also talk about some jerseys and some courts as well. That's coming up next right here on Blazers Edge Radio on X-Ray FM. Support for X-Ray comes from Beeline Urban Delivery. Beeline supports businesses with access to zero-emission delivery, warehousing, and advertising services. More at b-linepdx.com. Support for X-Ray FM comes from New Deal Distillery, located in southeast Portland for over 15 years. New Deal Distillery makes craft vodka, gin, bourbon, rye, rum, liqueurs, and more. New Deal spirits are available in their tasting room as well as cocktail lounges and liquor stores near and far. For more information, visit newdealdistillery.com or their tasting room at 900 Southeast Salmon Street. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Spielman Bagels and Coffee. Opened by Rick Spielman and his son, Raph, Spielman has been serving handmade boiled and baked bagels and coffee since 2011. Their flagship store can be found on Southeast 21st and Division, or find one of their other shops on Northwest 23rd and Lovejoy, Northeast 22nd and Broadway, or in Multnomah Village. 
Back at it here on Blazers Edge Radio. Ryan Buchanan, Sam Arnold, Stephen Glickman working hard behind the scenes. It's now time for three questions brought to you by New Deal Distillery. New Deal has been located in Southeast Portland since 2004. They make craft vodka, gin, bourbon, rye, rum, liqueurs, and more. Their spirits are available in their tasting room at 900 Southeast Salmon Street, as well as cocktail lounges and liquor stores near and far. More information is available at NewDealDistillery.com. And Stephen, what is our first question this week? Our first question this week is, what do you make of the in-season tournament courts? Yes, uh, I make that they are very loud and (laughs) quite distracting, and I think it's going to look terrible on TV. Uh, (laughs) Again, Sam, we have been told that the NBA Cup is a very, very big deal. We still don't know why, (laughs) but we know that it is a very big deal and it is going to change everything. And to let us know, because to different the question would be well how do you differentiate between your run of the mill regular season game and an NBA in season tournament game and i give you loud obnoxious brightly colored courts yeah that is how you will know that you're watching an NBA in season tournament game as every team has been given their own gaudy just over the top obnoxious court um, you can see them all at nba.com uh, some are less bad than others but most of them are pretty damn awful. Honestly, um, so what do you what do you make of these? Yeah, to me the only ones that are standable are Cleveland, Golden State, Milwaukee because they're mostly wood colored courts. More, more like actual wood. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh Pacers. Look at the Pelicans. Sky blue. Yeah, and it, the Pelicans <laughs> the is the Lakers with that yeah. bright gold. I mean, it looks like it looks like they're going to be playing on like 2K courts. This is like video games. Yeah, this is stuff. like build this your like, own court. Like, what's the why? Oh my god! Yeah, right, the, the Pelicans <laughs> one. Yeah, it's okay. Like, that yeah, we have a winner. That is so, going to be yeah. Ooh. As as much as Purple I and neon green. As much as I empathize with the viewership for how hard it's going to be to watch these, think about how hard it's going to be to play on these as a player. Yeah. Like trying to find the lines on these courts with all these bright colors everywhere. It's just like. I mean, Blazers yeah, are going to be know. almost it's, exclusively red, by the way. Yeah. Um, with that little little wood-colored line down the middle, Rip City, and the, the patented NBA Cup yeah. emblem at center court. Yeah, uh, Steven, you got some thoughts? So one of the things that comes to mind is that having a distinctive court is a good idea. I think that they're a little bit overexcited, and it's reflected in the courts. If they were to do, like if you work in Photoshop and you have a layer and you reduce the opacity... If they do that with the courts, then they will have something that is distinctive, that gets the point across that it's in-season tournament game and not a regular game, but won't blow your retinas out. I've got a, I've got a wild idea that maybe they should have possibly considered. What if you just put a little logo of the cup on the court like they do for the NBA Finals? <laughs> just throwing it out. Hey, it's that's... a little late in the game now. All these courts are made up and all that, but perhaps that would have been a more... Um, a better idea for everyone. That's not nearly big enough it's for not something. Big, you're right. It's not monumental. big enough. We need to be reminded how big this is. This changes everything. <laughs> it does change everything. <laughs> and it's going to be absolutely brutal. Yeah, oh, you mentioned yeah. just They're walking. Hard to look you know what it reminds me of? They've kind of gone away from it a little bit, but 
few years ago, uh, college teams to uh, gain notoriety, much like, you know, with like Boise State and the Blue Turf. Oh, yeah, yeah. College yeah. basketball yep. just came out with, you know, look no further than the Oregon Ducks. Yep. They came out with these wild courts, yep. and it was just brutal to watch. The, the Oregon court, for Oregon Ducks, they literally had to tell them, like, no, you actually have to put a defined line down the middle because people can't see where the hell it is. Yeah. Right? This is what that looks like. So... Buckle up. That you're gonna see that bright red court on Friday night against the Memphis Grizzlies. So we'll see how it looks. Uh, you know, Root Sports. I'm sure it's gonna look just popping on there. So <laughs> I can't wait for that. Stephen, question number two: More aesthetics. Question number two is: Who has the best new City Edition uniform, and who has the worst? Yeah, this has been a running tradition for us, Sam. Is um, the NBA continues to make teams put on a new City Edition every year, and Predictably, a lot of them uh, are either just wild designs or half-assed. Yeah. And this year we've got much of the same. So I ask you, what is uh, what are your favorite or some of your favorites, and then which one has got you scratching your head? Man, it, it was honestly hard to pick a favorite because they're all so bad. This is the worst crop of City Edition jerseys by far. Well, we're about five or six years in, and I think that would make sense because yeah. you're trying to churn a new Just one out. Just running out year. of ideas. I mean, to me, the only one that I can kind of stomach is Atlanta's because it's just really understated. basic, yeah, understated, down the middle, the nice ATL. color palette, yeah. ATL, nothing crazy on it. The Boston I, one's pretty good. I was thinking that, but then I saw the little wood trim mm, on the jersey, yeah, and that's weird. too cheesy for me. Um, but yeah, color wise, like a Pinocchio arm or something. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I imagine they're probably going for like, oh, it's because of the parquet floor, but then yeah. maybe like make it look like parquet and not just a stripe of. No, wood. what it looks like is like a weird little. It cane. looks like a weird little. Like, oh, it is a cane. It's a little leprechaun cane. That's I. I think that's what it is. Is it really? I think it's the leprechaun Are you cane. me here? Oh, man. That's what I'm going to guess. Yeah. It's... I think it's supposed to be the leprechaun cane. Oh, yikes. That's me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going I'm going Atlanta for the best just because um, there's not really any competition. Cleveland, I guess, is okay. Yeah, it's just, bad. It's yeah. a little loud, but... Ma- uh, Mavs um, is kind of in the same vein as Mavs Atlanta, is in where the it's same more understated. Vein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Denver's looks awful. It's got the. I'm assuming that 5,280 is the altitude. Yeah. So um, Denver, just just to go because we're talking about Denver real quick. Yeah. I think Denver gets mine for the worst, uh, just because their 5,280 is the same size and font as the player numbers. <laughs> There's six numbers on the front yeah. of this jersey. What are we thinking here? Who designed this? Absolutely terrible. Miami also gets a very, that's the, that's very the worst. Yeah, yeah, Miami. Oh my god. I'm with you right there. I looked at my and theirs came out pretty early. Um, with like the texture on the culture, the texture, oh the god. font. It looks like a practice jersey. Yeah, it looks. I yeah. mean, most of these do. Most of these do, and that's kind of the point. So bad. Uh, I've got a sneaky. That's my worst one. I've got a sneaky one for best one, Sam. It's actually the Clippers. They're oh, kind of going okay. with the throwback with the old kind of actual, the clipper ship kind of looks like a yeah. nautical kind of font. Um, I, I kind of like that. It. I would have liked the baby blue, though, more than the, than that, the darker That would have helped a lot. Yeah. Like my, like like my, I've got an old can. Boston or uh, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Buffalo Braves hat. Like that. Yeah. Give me that color. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, that's where they came from. Give me that color. Um, they've done something similar in the past. That would have done a lot mm-hmm. more for me. Steven? Okay, first of all, I have to point out that you guys are already aging out of who these jerseys are for. 
Like, because they're they were wild because they're for the kids who buy kids. new jerseys all the time. I would like to say that the worst jersey by far is the Nets. I think this was a take your kid to work day gone way off. I hey, what like the owner's son put it together? Like yeah, the it, like it's terrible. Son design it. I well. With the, with the Nets one, just to talk on that point real quick. Is that the artist guy again? It's it was no, it was no. done with okay. Cause, uh, K A W S, who's who's an artist in New York. Okay. So this is what Didn't they do another artist last time. That's what they're trying to do is like this artist theme, but it looks terrible. Yeah, I totally it agree. I, it's absolutely god awful. Like this is the best that the artist could come up with. Oh yeah. Now I know you guys said you didn't like Miami, but I will say that Miami and Charlotte are by far the most improved. Why? Because Miami's look used to look like a ransom note. <laughs> they did. They would. They did a different variation of the ransom note for like three years, and then this is what they came up with. I wouldn't say that's improved. I kind of. I kind of like the just the helter skelter version of the of the ransom note. I would have liked to see them take it up another notch. To be honest, what's I, crazy to me about Miami, and I I I kind of agree. I think this is a little worse to me because this is yeah. just it's it's so lazy just and stupid. so bad. Yeah. Uh, the Ransom Note ones were absolutely yeah. terrible, too. But give me, like, a just horrifically out there design. If you're going to go bad, go all go the way. Go all bad. the way, yeah. yeah. But what what's insane to me about Miami, they have some of the best alternate jerseys in NBA history with the yeah. Vice jerseys. Yeah. Just keep playing on that. The you you already have it. Yeah. Just stick with it. Why are you doing yeah. Just do the Vice stuff if every single broke, year. If it don't fix it. Exactly. And that's what we're seeing with these jerseys. Teams have a good one, and then they have to make a new one. Exactly. Oh. When you find a good one, keep it. Yep. But I want to mention also Charlotte. Last year, theirs was more like something you'd see oh, in a, cool. an anatomy textbook. Yeah. And yeah. now they just went through something CLT. that's... CLT. Yeah. yeah. And th- th- so that's really, really good. But I will say that the Blazers is right. legitimately the best one by far because it's, it's, it it's hark- also lazy. It's It's been used like... they've. They did the plaid thing. It's a plaid. They've done the plaid thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. But the but the that um, swoosh underneath the like the flourish underneath harkens back to their earlier jerseys. Rip City is. I mean, we're Rip City. It's good. I I would like to say though that I feel like the most disappointing of all the ones I saw was Indy because I think it's really wheel jersey. It's Indy. You think it should be race? It should look like a racetrack. Something racing. They have no reference to that. It's just in- indie, and then it's bad. I think they use Comic Sans too. I feel like a lot of these use Comic Sans to be honest, because the <laughs> fonts are just off. Yeah, By the way, terrible. you can see all of these at uh, SportsLogos.net if you want to follow along. I don't think any of them have actually been officially announced yet. I think I saw that. That's so you're saying up. there's still time. <laughs> There's still time from what I saw. They have not been announced, but they have all been concerned. Yeah, I would also it's... like to throw one more out there for you, Sam. Yeah. Uh, the San Antonio Spurs jersey. Oh, yeah. Um, my first thought was this looks like it could be uh, an early Taco Bell uniform if you throw some <laughs> sleeves on it. That's good. With That's old, really good. You know, yeah, classic see Southwest it. font. Uh, the orange and the brown, I can see it. Maybe throw a little bit of teal in there to uh, to complete it. One, I have another thought. I just keep going okay. with these. It's hard not to because there's so many. It is, and I keep scrolling down further and reminding myself. I got one my, for you. My least favorite. Too. Okay, good. We've got a little time. Yeah. So, Toronto. Yeah. I feel like we've covered this in the past. Maybe you can look this up, Stephen. They keep giving us gold uniforms, oh, yeah. and I don't know why. Yeah. Didn't I had the? Did we cover this? 
was there is there some reason? Because they I, won a championship like six years ago. I, but there, is there another reason why they keep going with gold? I think it's the Drake connection. I think it's like okay. uh, with Drake's fashion brand with like the gold owl, you okay. know, you know, that logo they I, put I on something. That is stuff. exactly right. It, yeah. I, I did a search. Why are they using yeah. gold in their thro- city uniform? Are they celebrating a championship from six years ago? So, that's <laughs> the thought I get every time is why are you going yeah. with gold? That's for the champs. It's actually connected with Drake's OVO yeah. brand. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, w- I have to say before I forget, right? Yeah. Memphis has a really cool, it's not my favorite, but it's my, a runner up, really cool graphic treatment. I like that. I actually do like Denver's, but Golden State's is good because it's like, hey, by the way, guys, we're in San Francisco now. Oh, but the curve. Yeah. They should. If well, because it's hills. The, it's hills. Nah, nah. You you can't justify it to me. <laughs> it's it, it's so like, to me again. It these feel like they're made by like high school students. Well, they what probably it feels are. Like. Yeah, but no, maybe, high school students would have done better. You're, you're right. Middle school. Middle I think school. Maybe elementary a, school. I but. think this has become an intern project. I think so. The, the but top intern gets to design the, the jersey. I, I see the jersey on your screen right now. Just it's the same one on about. my screen. Yep. We need to talk about Washington. Um, <laughs> absolutely terrible. And yeah. they ripped off the Blazers uniform. Oh, did they? Yeah, no. look Look at the take away all of the, the sleeves and the neck and the logo and the numbers. That's a Blazers uniform from a couple years ago with the the uh, single yeah. red stripe down the middle. You remember that? Yeah. I like the rusted. I, I This, to me, is the Miami of a couple of years ago where it's just so wild and out there that I've got to give them credit for it. Because <laughs> this is what I want out of these jerseys, right? I don't want just, boring. Yeah, sure. I want a steaming okay. disaster. And that's what this is. It's, it is definitely It looks that. like a rusted building. Um, what do you think about Utah's like straight throwback jersey? Yeah, I don't, it's straight that's up. not what this is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not what this is. Well, because they did a classic uniform last year, didn't they? Yeah. Which it's was better just the classic uniform. Yeah. And this is just a, a more monochromatic version of that uniform. Yeah. So it's fine. I, I just like if you're going to have a classic uniform in your repertoire, just yeah. stick with the classic stick uniform. Dude, the classic, like the city yeah. uniforms are for something different. And Well, here's the thing. Here, uh, they, the NBA should like approve these. Like, that's not good enough. Oh, you're not you're getting a new one this yeah. year, right? If you're the what was it? It's like yes, that's perfect. That's exactly what we want. Is is awful well, and loud. Remember, Utah was doing that before they did the whole rebrand. They did the same yeah. city edition every yeah, single year. The you gradient, remember that? They fell in love with that. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you're too lazy to actually come up with something, yeah. just stick with what you see. Have. That's why this year my 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 participation trophy sticker goes to Washington because they just went all in on the crazy, which is what I want out of these jerseys, this unhinged looking jersey. It, is it rust? Is it blood? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that San Antonio's reminds me of like, was, would that be what a team wore in a Will Ferrell basketball movie? Exactly. That's something oh, yeah. that there's a very yeah. 70s aesthetic to it. Yeah. Again, it's a taco. It's an early Taco Bell uniform. If you throw some sleeves on it and yeah. give them a nice hat. Uh, okay, we, we, we got we to gotta have time for our third question, though, because this one I had to throw in the mix last night. Originally, I was getting lazy. The first, second question was going to be who's the best jersey. Third was going to be who's the worst jersey. I combined it into a 2A and 2B because we got to get to number three, Stephen. Yeah. So believe it or not, there was a move in the NBA. At like 11 o'clock last night. Yeah. And, and so the question is, are the Clippers wise to bring in James Harden? That's the big story. James Harden has been traded um, to the Clippers, who have gotten off to a really good start this year, Sam. And, I mean, they didn't give up a whole lot. They gave up uh, 
Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, KJ Barton. They give up a 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, a pick swap in 2029, and an additional first round pick from the Thunder. So if you're looking, the big thing you gave up is a little bit of draft capital, but not terrible. Uh, they also bring in TJ, uh, PJ Tucker and mm-hmm. Philip Petrosev in the deal along with James Harden. But throwing all that aside, I'm wondering about why they would make this move right now. Everybody knew that the Sixers had to trade James Harden. You can obviously wait. You can wait to see because things are going good. You can wait to see if things continue good. If you start to struggle, then you make the panic patented James Harden trade, yeah. right? Because that's right. what that's what super teams do yeah. when they get in the pinch is they trade for James Harden, yep. right? Yep. To me, this is pulling the shoot way too early. Mm. Because, again, I don't think teams were lining up to uh, to deal for whiny James Harden. This is what his eighth or ninth trade request, yeah, probably, like something it. like that. I don't think it's that high, but it seems like it's become a it's Man, become it an annual be, tradition. It might be. It might in, be in the high. NBA is James Harden requesting a trade. So I don't know why you make this move now. Yeah. Because you had a nice role for Russell Westbrook. And he looked good. And he looked good doing it. And now you're bringing a guy that last year for the Sixers had kind of the same role that pure point guard, you're a passer, yeah. right? Obviously, he's a much better shooter than Russell Westbrook. Now my question is, what do you do with Russell Westbrook? Hmm. Does he become the Lakers Westbrook where he just starts jacking up threes again and becomes the joke of the league? What do you do? This I, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting. You and I talked about this before we came on air. Both of us assumed Russell was gonna be part of this deal. Yeah. Because um, how do you I, the, it doesn't make sense for me to have those two together. Yeah. And uh we have seen them together before, two different times on on the Thunder when Harden was very young. And then uh, more recently on the Rockets, um, and and they are able to make it work. Now the problem is, but they are be both different players than they were in either one of those. Very different players than than they were. And now you have also Paul George and Kawhi Leonard yeah. who need to get fed on yeah. offense. There's only one so ball. What what I'm thinking of this move because um, I like this move for the Clippers because you like. I I think they don't give up a lot. And what this gives them at the inevitable moment when either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard go down, they have a consistent yeah. offensive option, yeah. which is going to help them a lot. So this you're is more an insurance policy. Ex- I think so. I, I think so. Now, I don't think it's fair to expect Harden to be even who he was in Philly. I think we're going to see a drop in points. I think we're going to see a drop in assists because game script wise, you need to keep the ball in, in Russell Westbrook's hands because that's kind of the only way he's effective. You can't have him as a shooter like teams have so tried to do. Was Harden just become a spot-up shooter? I, I think you just have to stagger him a lot. I think Russell's minutes are going to go down a lot. Um, you mentioned maybe bringing him off the bench. I think that's probably a good call. So maybe yeah. see Russell Westbrook play spot minutes with James Harden when you're resting Kawhi and Paul George. Um to me, this gives them a lot more flexibility in terms of injuries and injury management yeah. and load management. So yeah. I, th- I think it's a smart move for them. All right. I, I still don't like it, but I I see... I, I like your explanation. Let's, I think that that's probably what they were looking at. The real winners here, though, are the 76ers. Because yeah, they got they rid, of him, rid of him and they, they got, got something for it. Yep. Right? Yeah. The fact that you got anything for James Harden at this point, you got to be feeling pretty exactly. good about yourself here exactly. in the Sixers. Right, and by the way, Tyrese Maxey's playing out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, he is. So they're not missing it. Nope, not at all. Because they still got the MVP too, and uh, they got Nick Nurse, and it seems like things might be. Yeah, they're looking in the right direction. They might be now 
Now, wake me up in uh, in April when the playoffs start, because that's yeah. traditionally when yeah. everything falls apart. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. That was three questions brought to you by New Deal Distillery. We just got a couple minutes left here, Sam. Um, few games coming up before our next show. You've got the Detroit Pistons, who have looked really up and down this year, um, but they're a, a exciting young team. I'm really excited to watch that game, just yeah. because they've got Cade Cunningham back and healthy. They've been bringing Jaden Ivey off the bench. You've got Jalen Duran, who looks like he's taking the next step this year. Uh, you've got Asar Thompson looking to establish himself in that front court. This is a, a an up-and-coming team in the league. That's going to be a fun game. That's tomorrow night in Detroit, 4 o'clock on Root Sports. And then you've got a double dip here at home against the Memphis Grizzlies. Friday night, the opener of that NBA in-season tournament. So you can see that brand spanking new shiny red court in all of its glory and then you get a you go back to the traditional court when you host them in the second of a staggered back-to-back on sunday at six o'clock and then you hit the road again uh, a lot of road games here early but that'll be next wednesday so that's that's we'll be back on air to talk about that you're at sacramento at la at utah so three games coming up here sam detroit the double dip against memphis memphis has looked awful uh of course they've got their own issues that they're dealing with with no John Morant for the first 25 games. Um, they're, you know, getting Mar- Marcus Smart into the fold. Um, what do you what are you seeing out of Memphis so far? Yeah, I, just kind of a they're lack 0-4. of... Yeah, lack of identity. I think bringing in new pieces, uh, forcing Desmond Bain to be kind of the only guy on the... We know he can be the guy, but yeah. to be the only guy... Uh, I think a lot of people were expecting Jaron Jackson to kind of step up offensively. We haven't really seen that. He's just kind of been who he's always been. You've got yeah, you've got uh, you've got Desmond Bain surrounded with a bunch of good defenders. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to win a lot of games in the modern NBA playing like that because the scoring's just too high. You need to yeah. compete. Well, and teams score. know all you got to do is shut down Desmond Bain and you exactly. beat the Grizzlies. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So yeah, this week I'm I'm gonna say one and two for the Blazers. I think you win one of those Grizzlies games. I think okay. Detroit is going to be a good game, but I, th- I think they just have a little more experience and are a little w- more confident and well-built. Uh, I don't I don't see us winning that game, and I think Grizzlies get their first win against us. you surprised that Jaden Ivey has been coming off the bench for Detroit? Kelly and Hayes have been starting in the backcourt yeah, with Yeah, uh, it, it is kind of surprising to me. Um, We're not used to it, though. We're used to just playing your five best in the in the um, <laughs> starting lineup. You know, Monty's doing things yeah. maybe a little differently and yeah. trying to stagger it a little bit. Yeah. So I actually kind of like it. I right? mean, they're they're 50% right now, two and two, and that's that's pretty solid for what the, we've been used to seeing from this Detroit team. And, you know, they look pretty good. They're, they're competitive. They do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they beat the – they beat the Bulls by 16. They beat the Hornets by 12. Um, they lost the Heat by one. Yeah. Um, they look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that game tomorrow. Night. I think that's going to be a. I don't know if it'll be a good game, but you're going to see a lot of good talent. Yeah. On display. Yeah. And that's going to be fun. All right. That's coming up tomorrow night, four o'clock. Um, and then you got the double dip against the uh, struggling Grizzlies this weekend back here in Portland. We will be back at it better than ever next week, next Tuesday, right here at 1 o'clock to discuss it all here on Blazers Edge Radio. But stay tuned. Flying Saucer Safari is coming up next right here on X-Ray FM.